Jesus Christ, who has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavens, heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. So I, I, always, I always turn to Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, and delivers your life from the pit. We got, we got the who saves our life from the pit, and we got, he you know, he, deli he delivers my soul from hell, but we got this part in the middle, who heals all our diseases. You think God can heal a disease? I've seen it done many times, right before my eyes. I saw God heal a woman of, a, of two or three liver diseases. A doctor gave her just a few years to live. Young lady, probably in her 35, 35, kids were about this big. Now they're grown. She was going to die. We were praying for her in a deliverance prayer. She was, she was brought up in Guatemala and dedicated to, dedicated to a Mayan god by her grandmother. When she was a baby, she had no idea that she, that was done to her. But when she found out, God actually showed her, she told us, okay, and we knew exactly what to do. We broke that curse in the name of Jesus. She took that idol that was in a shoebox along with the dress that she was in, being dedicated to an I, Mayan God. She lit that, that, that little dress up with, and burned it with fire, and she took a hammer and smashed the idol, and she came into the place. We prayed for her, and God healed her right before our eyes, and she has... Uh, doctor's um, notes in both directions. She had a doctor appointment the next week. She went to the doctor, and the doctor says, you don't have any diseases. And I'll tell you what, she's been working the fervent prayer ministry with me for about 15 years. And she is, she is sold out to that ministry of deliverance. And there's more that I could say. But, you know, for time's sake, I want you to know I don't care most Christians know that God, they don't doubt that God can do it. They doubt, will he do it for you? The answer is yes, he will do it for you. You have to be desperate. Deliverance from diseases and sicknesses is for, for the desperate. Are you desperate? She was desperate because her kids were little. Her husband sat in a chair and watched the whole thing. And guess what he did not too long after? He gave his life to Jesus. He saw her. Now they work together in a church in this area and in a ministry for children. Now praise God. This is your God. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above whatever you could ask or think. Okay, Genesis chapter 24, verses 50 through 61. Then Laban and Bethel answered and said, The thing comes from the Lord. We cannot speak to you either good or bad. Here is Rebekah before you. Take her and go, and let her be your master's son's wife. And as the Lord has spoken, and it came to pass when Abraham's servant heard these words, he worshiped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth, because his prayer were answered. Remember, 
right while he was praying. There was Rebecca standing right before him. Um, and he worshipped, bowing himself to the earth. Then the servant brought out jewelry of silver and gold and clothing and gave them to Rebecca. He also gave precious uh, things to her brother and to her mother. And he said, and he and the men who were with him sat and drank and stayed all night. Then they arose in the morning and said, Send me away to my master. But her brother and her mother said, Let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least ten. After that she may go. And he, this is the servant, the Holy Spirit, representation of the Holy Spirit, a typology of the Holy Spirit, said to them, Do not hinder me, since the Lord has prosper my way send me away so that I may go to my master the urgency you see it there he doesn't want to wait 10 days this is urgent business so they said we will call the young woman and ask her personally this is where you have the responsibility to say yes or no to the Holy Spirit and I ask her personally then Rebecca then they called Rebecca and she said the and said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they went away, Rebecca and her sister and her nurse. See, Rebecca didn't even bat an eyelid. She says, I'm going. I'm going with these people. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you and tells you that Jesus Christ is the Lord, you better sit there and go, Yeah. Yes, I believe, Lord. I accept you. I accept your gift that you gave me of your son, Jesus Christ. So they, they went, they sent Rebecca away with her sister and her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men, and they blessed the Lord, blessed, and they blessed Rebecca and said to her, Our sister may become the mother of thousands and t thousands and ten thousands. Now remember, she is the, the wife of Isaac. And remember God's promise to Abraham, you will be fathers of many nations. So here they're her families praying the same thing, that you'll be the mother of thousands and thousands. And we know that she's the mother of, of thousands and thousands, multitudes. And God said, as the, as the stars in the heaven and as the sands on the earth. And here we are today. We are children of Abraham and Sarah and Isaac, and Rebekah, because, not because of the bloodline, but because of the faith line. We're saved by faith through, through saved by grace through faith in the Lord God Almighty. Okay? She become the mother of thousands and ten thousands. That prayer also answered. And may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. And we know that that has happened. And Rebekah and her maids arose, and they rode on the camels and followed the man. So the servant took Rebekah and departed. You know, the gifts were really a dowry going to the mother and the brother, you know, for Rebekah. That was a dowry to, that they could actually keep. And if the wares didn't work out, then she would be taken care of for the rest of her life. You know that. Um, it testifies, the Spirit here reveals Isaac's riches. Again, the Spirit is testifying of Christ's riches. And you too, 2 Corinthians 2.12, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Rebecca's family, though, wants her to stay 10 days. 
But that's Laban. He knows all this. Laban's kind of a, a, a picture of the flesh in this world. He was interested in all the riches that that uh, that uh, the servant had brought with him. So the longer they stay, the more gifts he gets, he figures. But that isn't the way. That isn't thing. He's a materialistic guy, and we don't want to be that way. The truth is, the truth is, the flesh will always delay you from from doing God's will on this earth. That's the picture here. The flesh, if you're operating, if you're a Christian operating in the flesh, the flesh will always delay you from God's will in your life. He will delay you. That's all there is to it. I kind of pointed to that in a study on soldiers the last eight, ten weeks. Okay? The Spirit's mission again is urgent. The servant stresses the urgency of this mission. And right now, even today, with scriptures in 2 Corinthians 6, 2 says, When you called for help, I answered you. Now is the time of your salvation. Today is the day of salvation. You don't wait till tomorrow. Boy, the world, the devil, and the flesh will jump in on that and keep you from Jesus. You have to make that decision now, but not with your head, but with your heart. God doesn't look at the outward appearance. He doesn't look at your intellect. He looks at your heart. That's why David said, create in me a new heart, O God. Create in me an undivided heart. And actually the work in Hebrew, the word in Hebrew is bara. David was saying, create in me a completely new heart from scratch. That's what bara means, from scratch, nothing. Same thing when God created the earth in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 through 3. He created the earth from nothing. He wanted to create a heart. You know, God can, no matter how evil your heart is, no matter what you have done in your life or what you have done with your life, if you ask Jesus to come in your heart, he's always going to say yes. He stands at the door and knocks, and anybody lets him in, he will come in and he'll sup with you and you with him. In other words, you'll have a relationship with the Lord God Almighty. Bless the Lord. Rebecca's loyalty now, listen, and same as your loyalty, has switched from her family to her new husband to be she she her 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 loyalty has shifted to the groom that she's going to marry and once you came to Christ you know you're no longer part of this world okay your loyalty switched from your family who you love to to God who you love more but if you love God more than you've ever loved your family, you're going to love your family than, more than you ever loved them before because now you're a part of the God who is love. So you think your, you know, your love for the, your family will grow up, go up, not down, because you're going to love them so much, you've got to tell them about Jesus. you just got to tell them about Jesus and how they too can have eternal life. A bride must put her husband first. And she is already starting to do that. She's already starting to do that. The church must put Jesus Christ first. And the church is not a building. It's each and every individual one in this room and over the air. The church is you. The church is not a building. This is just a building. The temple of God is you. Remember Jesus said it? You destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. He was talking. He switched from a physical building, the temple that took 46 years to build, to a spiritual temple created without hands. This is your temple. 
You must put Jesus' cross first. And Jesus said it this way. If any man wishes to follow him after me, let him take up his cross daily and follow me. You're going to die daily. The cross is an instrument of death. Through death, he gives you life. Through his death, he gives you life. The church must put on Jesus Christ, not the world. A lot of the churches today are looking just like the world. You don't want to look like the world. You want to look like Jesus. You want people to, when they walk in here, to know that you worship and love the Lord our God. Jesus even said it this way, He who loves his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. But I'm here to tell you, if you love God that much, you will love your family even more. Because now, you, again, you know the author of love. He's the author of not phileo love, but agape love. Unconditional, unpretentious love. So Rebecca takes a leap of faith. She leaves with the servant. Listen, she's never seen Isaac. We, we follow Jesus and we receive Jesus, but we've never seen him, have we? The church hasn't seen Jesus. I've seen visions of, say, Jesus in, in you know, multiple away, which I didn't see him physically. I mean, his facial features. I saw who I saw and knew who he was in dreams. But I've never seen him face to face and touched him and handled him. Well, the apostle said in 1 John chapter 1, he says, we've touched him, we've heard him, we've handled him. We talked with him. We prayed with him. I'm sure they meant we even laughed with him. You know, we haven't got that experience yet. That comes when we see him intimately, when we are actually married to him at the wedding feast of the Lamb, and we're sitting at the table, and there the Lord's face and all the glory and majesty that's there in his eyes. Now we're going to see him face to face. A beautiful picture. Listen, she's taking a step of faith, and every believer on the face of the earth that, that um, has ever accepted Jesus has taken a, f- uh, a step of faith. That's why I'm calling this blindly on faith. We, you, have accepted God as your Savior in Christ blindly on faith. Just like Abraham. He called things that were not as though they were. They didn't exist, but he believed it. He, remember I told you as we went through chapter 23, he never earned, never owned a piece of property in the promised land that he was given. He died knowing that God was going to perform it. The only thing he possessed was the grave that he bought off of, off of a, a Philistine. I think it was a Philistine. He brought the grave for Sarah, or for, yeah, for Sarah called Machpelah. He bought that, and that was it. A little parcel of ground with trees and a field and, and a cave where, 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 where Sarah is buried, Abraham's buried, Isaac and Rebekah are buried, and Jacob and Leah are buried in that tomb. It's all according to the Scriptures. You can find that in Genesis chapter 49, maybe chapter 50. So listen, Rebekah never saw Isaac. She's on a blind date, and so are you. But you have proof in your heart. It's written on your heart that you know that this is true. You know that God exists. You know that he's there waiting for you. Jesus said, if it were not so, I would not 
Don't let your heart be troubled. If it were not so, I would not have told you. And if, since it is so, I'm going away and I'm going to prepare a place for you. And then I'm going to come again and I'm going to take you to myself. John 14. Wow, what precious promises we, we have. But Rebecca, going strictly on blind faith, she says, I will go. Here's what Peter, uh, Paul says to the Philippian church. One thing I forget. I do. I forget what lies behind, and I press on forward to the things which are ahead. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And isn't that us today? You press on. That's why we're here tonight, everyone that's faithful enough to be here, and those online, and those at other churches that, that, that go on Thursday, Wednesday, who knows, Friday night, Wednesday night. You know, you know, um, you're pressing on towards the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We enter into an unseen relationship. This is revelatory knowledge. Here's what Peter says. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes through it, is, though as is tested by fire, may be found to the praise and the honor and the glory at the revelation of Christ, whom, having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving at the end of your faith the salvation of your souls. Oh, beautiful. You know, I don't know about you, but do you love Scripture? <laughs> I tell you, I really love it. I sit there and I go... Wow, nobody could write this stuff unless it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you. Verses 62. Verse 62 to 67, the last five verses of this chapter, and I'll be closing up. Now Isaac came from the way of, of Beer Lahorai, and he dwelt in the south, and Isaac went out to meditate. Listen, guess what he's doing? Praying. In the field, in the evening, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and there the camels were coming.